Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I just felt, you know, we had the right stuff to give ourselves a chance. We just had to do it the right way, call it the right way, which I'm in charge of, so you know that's going to be taken care of. And um, um, I just felt okay about it. I mean, I don't want to say good about it. You know, they've teams just haven't played them the right way. How about that? We dug up some audio, doing some work here today. The voice there of Vic Fangio. Do you know what he's talking about there, Hugh? What are you talking about there, That Joe? was back in week nine of 2021. Vic Fangio talking about his victory, his then Denver Broncos victory over the Kellen Moore offense-led, the offense led by Kellen Moore, of the Cowboys. Broncos beat the Cowboys, and he's kind of, you know, he's puffing his chest out a little bit after the game, so it's about playing them the right way. Vic had the plan to stop Kellen Moore, and now they're together here. That, yeah, that should be interesting. I think, I think that when you have somebody that has that kind of bravado, that you want to kind of learn what, where are the deficiencies in your offense and try to get better at it. Like, I'm all for learning right now, and I think that everybody on this team should be because you had a massive collapse last year that kept you from going deep in the playoffs. As a matter of fact, it looked like you were ready to go home when you played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were. <laughs> you, were ready, you were ready to go home. When you look at the other teams that played, they looked like they really wanted to be there, and they were fighting their tails off to try to make that dream come true. So, yeah, I like that. I, like, I, I want a little bit of competition offensively and defensively. You know what I thought about before we get back to all the conversation and your phone calls? When you said you're all about learning, I thought about Hugh going back to school. Back to school, Hugh. No, I mean, I... Learning again. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mind degree. that. Like, I, I am... I think it'd be a fun bit for the show. I am a big fan of, of learning about stuff that I don't know about. I, I really am. Because I, I think it just gives you, gives you more layers, like an onion. I agree with that. You know, it gives you more depth. And I never feel like I know everything. Like, I, I, never, I never feel that way. The, so, those, the, the, those, the, those, those, all of that. See, that was that was that was not right for you to do that at that time. But I get it. I get it. So yeah, I'm always down to learn, man. Always down to learn a little bit, get a little bit more knowledge. I think the most successful people always are. The best coaches are always trying to learn and implement new things. I think that's fair. I just, I just thought of you going back to school for some reason. It's just like I think I'm picturing in a cl- you're in a classroom now, Hugh, not just like learning on your own. And Hugh Douglas just keeps working. She better keep it like if he or she, my teacher, better hey, get get to the point fast. <laughs> You raise boy. your hand. You can get to the point. Like, like you don't, you do not realize how how many times that like, <laughs> I've been in conversations, like serious conversations, and somebody's going on and they're telling you like fillers in the story, and I want to say, listen, man, 
I, I ain't got I ain't got the bandwidth for all that damn talking you're doing. Just just get to the point, man. Just get to the point. Like a lot of times I want to say it, but it's rude. I, I understand it's rude. But you know, sometimes when you're talking to folks, they like to give you a whole lot of backdrop they that do. you really don't need. A lot of detail. Yeah, and I'm like, dog, I don't need all that detail. Just tell me the story, man. What's the main idea? That's it. That's it. That's it. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Is that it? That's all I that's all I care about, man. I ain't got all that all that all that labor pain and stuff. Just show me the baby. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's get back to the phone answer. Then we'll let you hear what Jaws had to say about Kellen Morris. He takes the position here as the Eagles offense squared. If you just jumped in, are the Eagles close to being a championship team? Because that that really is what we discussed really to start the show. And it's top of mind for me as we get ready for a Super Bowl Chiefs and 49ers, those teams are championship caliber teams. They've got enough great players. They have the coaching. The Eagles, the way I look at it, they have a lot of work to do. I I believe how we can have a big offseason and maybe three months from now I'll say, yeah, they're close. We can tweak it. We got to tweak it. Is this a tweak or is this a, you know. I think it's a tweak. I think they have to do more than tweak in here. So when you think of tweak, you think a couple pieces? I do. But the biggest piece is like, what the hell, what what happened at the end of the year? What the hell, what happened with y'all? Like, that's the one. I, I think that's fixable, though. But, yeah, look, a few tweaks, all defensive tweaks. But I understand there's a money aspect to this. But I feel like it's not that far off. I really do. Well, you know, and the Kelsey thing came up earlier because that's part of the reason I don't think this is particularly close is I'm assuming, and right now I guess it's an assumption, we still don't have anything from Jason Kelsey, that they need to add an offensive lineman. You know, even if Jurgens goes back to center, and they drafted centers the last few years around here, and they moved them to guard. They're really good at guard, or at least Dickerson is. Maybe one moves back to center. Well, let's put Jurgens at center. Who's playing right guard next year? They may have to use an early pick on an offensive lineman, which means how are they fixing the defense around here? I see O-line, corner, safety, linebacker, wide receiver, plus all the uncertainty with Hurts, a new coordinator, tougher schedule. I think they got a lot of work to do. 215-592-9494. The Eagles close. And, of course, your reaction all the Joel Embiid stuff as – Ramona Shelburne reported he couldn't jump in Denver uh, the other night before they ruled him out of that game. Let's talk to John, who's up next on WIP. What's up, John? Hey, how you guys doing? You hear me? Gotcha, What's John. What's up, pal? Hey, man, the bedroom's a mess. What'd I tell you? Jeez, this is terrible. Um, I, I think, I think we're, we can be close while still rebuilding, you know? Um, I started off this this uh, phone call thinking we just needed to rebuild the defense. Mm-hmm. But uh, OG Wade's got me thinking, man. And listen, I own an A.J. Brown jersey. I love A.J. Brown. I was not part of the uh, diva wide receiver group of people complaining about him this year. But, you know, from a, from a cap perspective, like if we could offload A.J. Brown for like a first pick and maybe a third-round pick and not take a cap hit on him, um, I mean, let, let me, let's, let's take it this way. Like would you rather have A.J. Brown, Kelsey – um, Fletcher Cox and BG, or would you rather be able to draft an O-lineman, a wide receiver three, a linebacker, a corner, and a D-tackle in the first three rounds? Yeah, so, John, uh, here's what I'll answer. So that. why wouldn't I be able to do that if I keep AJ? Because he's getting you another first-round pick, right? That's your what idea you for man. AJ. <laughs> I'm not trading AJ. I'm not doing that. You got, like, what? How many picks you got in the draft this year? Like nine, something like that. Nine, quite a but few picks. you have three within the first two rounds. John, well, if, if we go with your idea, other, you better hit on those on those other players. Well, we could get four first get, round picks. Yeah, you can get you can get two. You can, you can basically have two first rounders, two second rounders, and two three rounders. So you could get you know you can get a top cornerback plus a, a top wide receiver in the first round. Second round, you get a deep tackle and a no lineman or a linebacker. 
And third round, you get, like, a, let's say, a running back to replace Swift and whatever else you need. And then you still got, um, what is it, a fourth and three-fifths or something yeah. like that? So, John, to go back depth. to your point, and, and OG brought this up as well, like the cap ramifications, right, of, of trading an A.J. Brown. I think the easiest way I can I can explain this is almost anyone could be moved if you just designated a post-June 1st trade or cut, but you're only allowed to do that, I believe, with one or two guys, right? So let's say we want to dump Bradbury. Well, they could do that, right. and it wouldn't kill their cap, but they have to, you know, they have to designate that post-June 1st. Same with Slay. So I'm, just lo- I'm looking at it right now. If they traded AJ, it'd be a big cap hit unless they designated a post-June 1st. But again, you're only allowed to do that. I, I forget if the rule is one or two guys. So to answer, John, like, yeah, they could. I mean, like, anything is possible if you just structure it or move it around the right way. So if they got a great offer for AJ, it doesn't have to kill right. their cap next year if they don't want it to, basically. Yeah, and, and you know, at the, at the end of the, I got two points here real quick. So Kansas City Chiefs were ranked 15th in defense last year, and they won a Super Bowl. And they chose to take one year to develop a very young offense, and they still won a Super Bowl with it. And now this year they're a top five. I think they're, like, ranked two on defense. And they did that with a young team. Yep. All right, and my second point is one of our biggest issues this year with Jalen is he didn't have enough good weapons that he trusted on the field to spread the ball around outside of scheme, which was also a huge issue. But, you know, all guys, all they had to do was basically bracket A.J., and then all he had out there was Devontae and, and Dallas Goddard, you know? So I think what we need to do is, like, wouldn't it be great if we had if we had Devontae, Dallas Goddard, let's say we sign a T. Higgins in free agency and we have a Roma Dunze with one of our first-round picks, you know? Well, that, got, would be like, a, that would be an enormous group of weapons. I mean, it, it, Then you got, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you've got a lot of guys on rookie contracts on defense, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and, that, and that would take time, but it could be fruitful. John, it's a good phone call. We appreciate it. So John is intrigued by OG's idea of moving on here from like, OG. Like, so we talk about giving Jalen weapons and putting weapons around him, and we're going to give trade away our biggest weapon because we, we're afraid of the money hit. That's that is that kind of the gist of what he's saying. So it's part of it. He also was at the end there brought up the idea of trading for, I mean, uh, signing a, and and or drafting another wide receiver. So why are we trading AJ again? Because we feel like if I just want to get this straight. Because we feel like him and the quarterback don't get along. So to go, so OG called us an hour ago. OG wait, and he brought up that. My take on it is, I could I could get along with the idea of reallocating the money to defense. It's a lot. I'm gonna, I'm going under the assumption Devontae's going to ask for a contract, and I mean Hugh, they they could say no to him or say yeah. let's wait a year, but they also may just say so, okay. So that's a lot of money at both wide receivers, a lot of money at quarterback, no money on the defense. I. I I, I don't think that's crazy to reallocate the money to the other side. So so let me get this straight. So we're going to reallocate money to go out in free agency and upgrade our defense. Yes, that's the idea. Instead of just taking them nine draft picks that we have and doing a hell of a job in drafting and getting guys that can come in on rookie contracts and play. Like if you draft the right people, like th- this is the thing that I feel like we're, we're forgetting because we've been uh, – um, a mercenary squad for a while. There's a lot of guys that we've gotten from other teams to help us come in and win. We need to do a better job of drafting guys. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and we talk about them and talk about Patrick Mahomes and all the weapons that he have and how they've been developed and all this stuff, other stuff, you know why? Because they've been in the system mm-hmm. and they've learned the system. They've had some uh, continuity. They've had some stability. Like that. That's How about this? How about that's probably some of the problems that we have already? We got too many higher guns. 
and nobody that knows what it means to actually be a Philadelphia Eagle to be drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I, I think your idea is – I mean, it's a, it's, it's a risky logic, – No, it's logical. But it's risk. But here's the problem. Howie has not shown an ability to do this well. Like you're saying, draft better. I, and I, I want him to. But when was the last time the Eagles drafted an outside corner that could play? And you may be right that Ringo can, but, like, we don't know Yeah, yet. but we don't know that. Like, it's still the, – the verdict is still out. When was the last time, Kyle, you think they drafted an outside corner? Maddox has had a nice career, but an outside, legitimate outside corner that could play. And and, and played well here. Like, I know Rasul Douglas has had a nice career when he left here. Yeah. I mean, we're going back decades. Yeah. I mean, Sidney Jones definitely didn't work out no. for them. <laughs> so – there's a reason they made the trade for Darius Slay when they did. Exactly. It's almost like if if I can't cook you and we need dinner, you you, you, you might. Better, but you better keep. You learn from trial and error. I know, but if I better not burn this next meal. I, I say, mean, Howie, you better you better do a better job of drafting then. Be that, I mean, bottom line, how are you two time that dude? If you're listening, this is a blind spot that you need to work on. It's easy to go out and get guys that are already made. How about you develop some guys? See that that's the problem. You need to start developing the players because now we're in a situation where the cap money is an issue. And you know Cowie's a, a, a genius at the cap, but you have to do a better job of developing your talent when you got you got nine picks. You can't tell me that you can't go out if you do your job and get at least six guys that can start. That's a lot though for first that, year. But you, as it a can happen. Look at look at but look at the NFL though. In the NFL, you got like it's the first pick is a given. It's should supposed be. to be a it gift. It should be, yeah. You got to pick on the Jimmy and Joes, man. You got to get the Ike Reese's out there in the world. You got to get players in later rounds that can play yeah. flat yeah. out. So, But here's what I'll say about the, the idea that our last caller had about trading A.J. for a top 10 pick. It makes it easier. I mean, when Howie's hit in the first round, it's typically been a high pick, right? Jalen Carter looks like a star. Uh, Lane Johnson was a star. Carson Wentz, although it, it fell apart, he, they got some good stuff out of him after the second pick. It's harder to mess those up. The Eagles' first pick there is twenty-two. That's in the how we mess it up range. I mean, that—that's. I mean, think about just go back and Marcus Smith, um, Jalen Rager. I mean, we're right in that oh. territory. I mean, that—that's what—it's been a problem. A uh, Dillard. Yeah, well, that's all of that range. I don't want any parts of trading AJ Brown. Like, if we can make that work, we have to make it work. Now, if what OG Wade is telling us is you know OG Wade's great sources are true, and that it's like irreparable, then yeah, you almost do have to do something about it. But. If it does come down to it, and we do trade the guy, I want a piece of every single person, uh, you included, that mm. told me that A.J. Brown barking at Jalen Hurts during a win in week two was no big deal. No biggie. Nothing to see here. I said it was no big deal? I thought it was. I said it was a big deal. I Some, somebody stall. here said it wasn't a big deal. I'm trying to stall Skinny I, Batman out. Stall him out. We waited. No, one more year, Whoever, dog. One more year. Whichever one, more year. one of you bozos that told me that it wasn't a big deal, I want a piece. Uh, you know, you, we deal. just say it was me, and then we could yell at me. That's fine. I don't. Rem- I don't remember. I said it wasn't a big deal. I don't know. I, oh, one, one, one of you did. idiots did. Yeah, whatever. It does. The bottom line like, is this: do sound like something. I'll say. Here's how I know they have a lot of work to do. We're having this conversation. It's out there about how to fix the team, how to make it better. And I don't. I don't see. I just. I understand because it just been brought to my attention. No team has two hundred million dollars receivers. I get that. It's a lot. It's a lot of money, but I. I I'm not willing to give up AJ. Just yet, even though I I've been on the on the hill that Devontae's the better receiver, I'm not ready to give up. Yeah, this I'm should not, be your hill. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up the big. big See, now I can spring it back. Kyle Kyle threw it back at us. See, if you don't, if you're worried about this, you're worried that a that Devontae all by himself mm, is a number one. How many points we got? No, he's score? a number one, but mm. but 
You look, good, on a, you look at on a, a on a big time offense. Is he number one? Yes. Two thousand twenty-one. They could they score enough. He was the number one. Okay. He wasn't good enough then. He had I agree. like five of their nine total touchdowns that year. Playoff game this year, nine points. I ju- okay. It's it's not a Devontae thing. Like, can you win big if he's your best receiver? Yeah, of course you can. Uh, but we haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, but it's not Devontae's fault. Devontae put up like 150 yards and a touchdown in the game, so you're going to say they only scored nine points. That's because Devontae scored seven of them. How does that make any sense? I stall the skinny math, math is a mac- Stall him out, Debo. One more year. Stall him out. You, I want my money. Wait a minute. Hold up, dog. Just give us a little bit of time. I actually think that last caller had a little, kind of an interesting way about it. Where you trade AJ for a bunch of picks, then you use one of those picks on another young receiver. I'm not saying like I think we'd all agree Devontae and Quez is not good enough. I, I just you would need another guy. Yeah, I, I just don't know how you could look at Devontae and and blame him, even though he's 80 percent of the offensive output for that day. That doesn't that a, doesn't quite it's add up. It's not a me. blame. It's it's more of well, a, this guy's your number one. How good is your offense? That sounds like a blame. No, not it's like not. A, well, not a blame, but an indictment, which I, no, I don't same, believe it is. If Aaron Nola is your number one, we saw this here before Zach Wheeler. How good is your pitching staff? Probably not good. Like it does, it doesn't mean Aaron Nola's not good. You need more. That's that's the point. Well, I I don't necessarily agree with that. Like if you have Devontae Smith and not a Quez Watkins, and you like I, I, what you're saying is more of an indictment on the Quez Watkins of the world than the Devontae Smith. Uh, that, perhaps I think, I think we have good enough receivers. They just weren't utilized correctly. It's amazing to me how we look at the receiver core and say, hey, we need a better receiver. Hell, we don't even know what the what the ceiling is for the offense that we had because we never reached it. We know the floor. <laughs> we definitely know It was know the, the playoff floor. game. That was that was the yeah. floor. And the Giants game in, in week 18. Yeah, that I think receiver, beyond this, this whole little thing we talked about with AJ, they need another receiver. Mm-hmm. We're we done oh, with yeah. the quest thing? Yeah, they do. But I, I don't think they necessarily need – one better than De- – like, Devontae can be the best receiver on the team, and the offense could be great. Like, what, like with the example used with Aaron Nola, does that make Aaron Nola a bad pitcher or not no, a good you, enough pitcher? No, no like, it's not his fault. Know, that's the indictment on the other four more than it is Aaron Nola. Okay, but it, you're right. I think you're taking it as an, a, an anti-Devontae thing. It's, just, well, it's because a reality. It is. I mean, no, it's I, not. I, 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 it is I'm a reality. You, no, 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 no. I mean, listen, I'm the one entertaining the idea of trading AJ. Again – I don't want to trade him, but I get it. I get it. I, I get because you have him. He's probably right now the biggest voice in that Eagles locker room. So, and and a lot of people want the quarterback to be the biggest voice. That's not AJ's fault, though. Howie, there, and we, maybe we could dig up this audio or the quote. A, a few years ago, Howie said something really interesting about being a GM in his position, and he, he the, the the idea was every single team gets the same amount of resources. It's just how you use them, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone gets a first round pick every year. Now you could trade that pick. You could keep that pick. You know, you could use it, whatever. You could trade up. You could trade down. Everyone gets the same amount of cap space, right? There's no, there's no such thing as you get more. We all get the same amount of cap space. It's about how you use it. And I just keep thinking about this team and how much they need on defense. And I'm like, they're going to pay Devontae. They already paid AJ. They paid the quarterback. Where's the money for the defense? Let's go to uh, Jarrell. In Maniac. What's up, Jarrell? Jarrell. Hey, what's going on, man? Listen, I had to call in, mm-hmm. man, because I heard you make that statement about tra- possibly trading A.J. Brown, getting some draft capital, and then getting a new wide receiver in the draft. Isn't that the same thing that we laughed at the Tennessee Titans for doing? Trading A.J. Brown? Yeah. It, it, trading well, yeah. A.J. Brown and getting a wide receiver that was similar and, and really was crap? Didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work for them. Right. So why would we do the same thing? We have somebody that we know is legit – so just bonafide. 
Well, because Jarrell, well, you, I, they're probably gonna. But so the way I view this, Jarrell, is that there's they have a math problem coming up soon. If they, if they pay Devontae, they're probably gonna give him a hundred million dollars. That means fifty million or two fifty altogether for the quarterback, a hundred million for each wide receiver. Where's the money on defense? Like, how do so they get good players but, in here? But see, the, the 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 biggest thing that you're you're miss uh you're uh you're not stating is that listen, I I don't trust Howie all the way, but I trust him when it comes down to numbers. You know what I mean? If you give it up front, then you can cut with the salary cap is uh, that that you're given. You Jarrell, I, mean? I I agree with you, but we're also he's not actually a magician. Like no team in the NFL has a two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback and two one hundred million dollar year wide re- or you know altogether wide receivers. It's but, it's just but, it, it makes it more challenge. I think you'd but, agree with me, Jarrell. Hold on. I, it makes it right, more challenging to build the roster when you have that much on offense. That's my point. But it, am I confused? Because I remember looking at Jalen Hurts' contract. His cap hit really doesn't hit you until 2026 and even then that's only like 30 million this is not him getting 50 million like how Dak Prescott and everybody else is getting his thing is getting money over a period of time when he signed on he got most of that money half of the money up front so he's not really hitting the cap as much as you as we think not yet. It, that no, that day's coming, Jarrell. But it, it's not yet. You're right. It, it's it's rolled over to the future, but it does affect things like how they backload the contract. So, Jarrell, we appreciate the phone call. Look, I'm I'm not saying trade AJ Brown. I just, it was brought up by a caller, and I I don't. But I don't think the concept is insane. <laughs> no, it's not. But I I would not feel comfortable doing that. I, I wouldn't because I think that, and I understand the ramifications of keeping both guys, and and the fact that you know Skinny Batman is going to want to get paid. I just want to make one more run at this thing. Before the money issue becomes, before the money becomes an issue. So there's one more element to this. I know there's going to be another, you know, party thrown if Jason Kelsey says I'm in for one more year. You said it earlier, Hugh. You're right. He's not playing for cheap. That's another offensive player that makes a lot of money. I think he's gonna make a lot of money off the field. So his, him and his wife, they're gonna sit there totally at the dinner table, and that they're gonna look at those potential residual incomes, and they're, he's probably gonna go to TV unless he just wants to play. And and they they feel the team that he feels strongly that can make it to the Super Bowl. Mm. He probably gonna go. He probably go to TV. Yeah, Jace's decision if he hasn't made it already might tell us what he thinks about this. He's not coming back if he doesn't think they're close. If he comes back, he probably thinks this thing is close and and they'll be uh, a Super Bowl contender again next year. All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. We'll get to everyone's phone calls here. Ross Tucker will also join us. His thoughts on the direction of the Eagles. Does he believe they're close? Curious what Ross thought about Dan Campbell and his coaching. On Sunday night, the title games, early Super Bowl thoughts, and of course, a lot on the Eagles. Ross next, your phone calls. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. People are saying I look great, and that's thanks to HydroxyCut Hardcore. Hardcore results that potent formulas that work, delivering maximum energy so I can crush 2024 goals. HydroxyCut Hardcore is available as a pill, drink mixes, or gummies that feature a scientifically researched key weight loss complex designed for results. With a good diet and routine workouts, this is the boost that you need in your workout every day. Find HydroxyCut Hardcore at your local Walmart, walmart.com, or visit, visit hydroxycut.com for a chance to win a trip to the big game in Vegas. HydroxyCut, check them out. The- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here we go. Catching strays. That's what people say. <laughs> We're back now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. You know what that means, everyone. It means it's time for our next guest, Ross Tucker, joining us right now to talk all things Eagles and, of course, setting up the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Ross, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, except you guys have totally ruined the vibe for this segment every week. It used to be awesome <laughs> when there was a sweet Taylor Swift song. Now it's just Hugh being horrendous. <laughs> you could say Hugh ruined the segment. I mean, that's not Kyle or us singing. And we know it's, from above, it's, Ross. It's, it's Hugh started it, <laughs> and then Kyle playing it every week. That is really what Taylor bothers. Swift Wait. is going to the Super Bowl, though, Ross. She's going to be at the Super Bowl. Chilling. Yes, she will be there. Yes, she will. So what, what was your uh, overall assessments of the games played this weekend, especially that Detroit-San Fran game? Wow. <laughs> I got to tell you guys. I got to tell you, seriously. I mean, maybe you guys have talked about it. Maybe someone's done more research than I've done. That might have been the biggest meltdown I think I've ever seen a team have mm. in, in in a spot like that. I mean – Whatever term people use, I'm going with meltdown or collapse because they sound better than choke or peeing down your leg. But, I mean, guys, Josh Reynolds is dropping easy conversions like like he's never caught a football before in his life. The Gibbs fumble, that was, like, weird. Like He, he didn't even get the handoff right. Yeah, that was And great. then Vildor... The ball goes off his face mask. Doesn't often go off guys' face mask, especially when the ball's in the air for 50 yards. Like, you'd think they'd be able to time it up so it doesn't hit him in the face mask. It was an epic, epic collapse and meltdown for the Lions. Listen, the Niners deserve credit. Back-to-back weeks, they found a way to win the game late, and they played better in the fourth quarter. But I kind of thought that the Packers and the Lions both got the better of the action. I mean, I thought they were the better team. Yet the the Niners move on. 
We're talking to Ross here, and it was wild watching. I agree with you. It was a meltdown. Of course, Ross, Odyssey NFL Insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Ross, really curious your thoughts on how Dan Campbell coached that game. I think most would agree, and he even admitted, you know, going for the run play with, you know, about a minute to go and having to, unfortunately, use one of their timeouts was a mistake. But I, yesterday I defended him on the field goals because there's this premise that take the points means you have the three points. And that kicker they have, it's kind of a journeyman. He's about 50% outdoors from 45 to 50 yards. I don't think that was a gimme kick to tie the game. He's getting roasted right now, more than the players you mentioned, who obviously made some critical errors themselves in the game. What did you think about how Campbell coached that game Sunday? Well, so I – and I talked about this um, this morning on the Ross Tucker podcast and, and on social at Ross Tucker NFL. I want to know the process, Joe. I want to know what goes into their model. It's one of the most flawed things out there right now. I appreciate what ESPN is trying to do on the Monday night games with the ESPN analytics say, go for it here. I just want people to know these teams all have their own models for what to do in different situations. Here's my question, Joe, with the first one. Does it just say fourth and two from the 28, you should go for it? Or is it taking into account that Badgley is an average at best kicker? Mm. Or is it taking into account how much time is left? Or, and this is the big one for me, is it taking into account that it would be the difference between it being a two-score game and a three-score game? I want to know what goes into the model and what goes into the process whereby they're making these decisions. Because this is my argument, especially with the first one, okay? Even if Reynolds catches the ball and you convert, there's still a pretty good chance you just end up kicking a field goal. And even if you get the touchdown, the difference between being up 21 versus being up 17, where they're both three scores, is not as significant as being up 17 versus 14. Because that takes it from a three-score game to a two-score game. And by the way, I've been texting with multiple guys that are the head of analytics for their organizations. And at that point in the game, you're thinking the Niners are only going to get four more possessions. So if you have a chance to go up by three again, I really thought I did not like the first one. The second one's different because I know a lot of people say, oh, you got to tie the game up. You got to tie the game up. Tie the game up to do what? You haven't stopped the Niners at that point for an entire half. Okay, let's say you kick it and he makes it. You tie it up. It feels like you're just setting yourself up for the Niners then go down the field and get the next score anyway. So I like the decision, Joe, to go for it on the second fourth down more than the first. I think that they both are debatable, and I think, as usual, the conversation is always heavily tilted after the fact when we have access to the results. Yeah, it reminds me of almost baseball with pitching changes and, and, and analytics and managers now. It's like you, 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 just, you flip out on the result, right? That, that's the whole thing there. The one thing, and you mentioned the Gibbs fumble, I actually think it's probably good for that team. He'll take all the heat this offseason, and the young players who screwed up, they won't have to get ripped the entire offseason for costing the Super Bowl. Ross, let's get to the Eagles stuff, and then we'll come back to the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Ross, the Eagles, we discussed it today. If, if they're close you know, to get back to this spot, because it, it depends on how you look at it. They were 10-1. and one. Then they fell apart, and you look at the roster, a lot of work to do for Howie Ross. When I say, are the Eagles close, what's your first thought? Yes, they are. And they're in particular close, I would say, because they're in the NFC. 
You know, like you look at the NFC and the quarterbacks you have to go against, the teams, the Niners, the Cowboys, even though they had good regular seasons, it just feels like that is an easier path to me than Mahomes and the Chiefs, who are just preposterous, as well as the Ravens. They're pretty loaded. The Ravens this year remind me a lot of the Eagles last year in that they had a loaded team. I think the Ravens were the best team in the NFL this year, but the best team doesn't always win it. We saw that last year with the Eagles and the Ravens. you got to take advantage of that opportunity when you can. Very hard to do against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs, but I don't think the Eagles are that far away. I do think they are talented. Listen, I think the Eagles would have been in a much different situation this year even if they just had Vic Fangio as the D coordinator this year. If they had Vic this year, they wouldn't have switched from Sean Desai to Patricia. They would have beat the Seahawks. They would have beat the Cardinals. And then who knows what happens to the playoffs. Then they're at worst the two seed. Just having Fangio this year, guys, would have made a, a, a pretty big difference in how the year ended. It probably would have. There's no question about that. We're talking to Ross Tucker here. Ross... Give us your thoughts on Kellen Moore. Interesting career so far. I mean, he's still young, but he's been a play caller and a coordinator for a little while now. Some good offense in Dallas. you know. But then Dak did get better this past year after he left. Herbert wasn't quite as good, although a lot of injuries in Los Angeles. What do you make of Kellen Moore? So, it's so I knew you were going to ask me about these guys. And here's the way I would describe it, Joe, since you brought up baseball earlier. If the Eagles had hired either one of these guys a year ago, I would have said home run. Like, absolute home run both guys after this past year I'd say triple you know and I'll say triple because I don't know what went down with the Dolphins and Fangio but it got a little weird it seems like down there some of the players seem happy that he wasn't there anymore and they were a good defense but not a great one and then for Kellen Moore I thought it was ludicrous after last season when the Cowboys fired him and said Mike McCarthy was going to call the plays. I thought that was laughable, and that was the biggest reason in my mind that the Cowboys weren't going to be able to beat the Eagles. Because I thought in 2021 and 2022, I thought Kellen Moore was awesome. I mean, the amount of games they won with Cooper Rush as a backup quarterback, how about just the amount of games they won with Dak throwing picks all over the place? And they still were winning these games. Now the Cowboys got off to a slower start this year, And so McCarthy went back, I thought, to a bunch of the Kellen Moore things. Kellen Moore did not have a great year with the Chargers. They had a lame duck coach. They had a bunch of injuries. They were kind of a disaster. But I think the shine is off both those guys a little bit based on this past year. But maybe that's good. Maybe the Eagles wouldn't have been able to get them if that didn't happen. And maybe they're it's almost like a stock that's come down a little bit. And maybe the Eagles are buying stock in those two guys before it goes back up. Does it bother you that uh, Kellen Moore doesn't run the ball a whole lot, especially with this team? Hugh, I played offensive line. <laughs> it bothers me a ton. Um, a ton. So we'll see how that unfolds because – I thought the Cowboys got away from it too much under, at times with him. They have a really good offensive line. I thought the Eagles got away from it too much at times. They have a really good offensive line, whether Kelsey comes back or not. And they have an excellent offensive line coach. And maybe that's the deal, right? Like maybe the deal is Kellen Moore helps out with the blitz stuff and some of the passing game stuff. 
and, and, and the Eagles help him out with the run game stuff. Here's the question, though, right? Like, he obviously has a strong tendency to want to throw the ball. So the question is, like, is Nick going to overrule him? Is Nick going to emphasize with him, listen, like, we want to be running the rock now. I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, Sirianni was a wide receiver. Kellen Moore was a quarterback. The organizational philosophy has been forever. You throw the ball to get the lead. You run the ball to run the clock out and preserve the win. And I don't, I don't really see that changing, guys. Mm. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Body Blend Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Ross, early thought on the Super Bowl matchup. Another one. I, I remember growing up and the Super Bowl was routinely a blowout. And I don't remember the spreads because I was a kid and didn't pay attention and didn't know about that. But I imagine they were pretty big because we got a lot of blowouts. And now it feels like every year it's one or two or two and a half. Like these games are all toss-ups. And a lot of them have been very close for about a decade now. Ross, your early thought on the Super Bowl Chiefs and Niners. Well, so the first thing I don't understand at all, and I talked about this on the Even Money Betting Podcast today, how are the Niners favored in this game? Guys, Are you? I mean, what, what have they been watching? I mean, so first of all, I thought the Chiefs were clearly the better team in all three games. That included a good Dolphins team at Buffalo and at Baltimore, and the Chiefs were clearly the better team. The Niners, I would argue, were fortunate. The Packers had six different plays that if it went the other way, they would have won the game. And the Lions, we know, had the epic meltdown. I am stunned that the Niners are favored. Maybe they'll win the game, but even if it is a close game, are you going with Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy Uh. over Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes late in a close game in the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. So I already said I'm taking the Chiefs. You're going to give me two points? I'll take them. Um, I'll believe that the Niners beat the Chiefs when I see it. The only way I think it happens is if turnovers or if they dominate up front, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think the, I don't think the Niners are as good up front as we thought they would be. Yeah, and their defense, uh, that Niners defense is very – I think it's very overrated. I mean, I know they have big names. And Bose is great. I mean, he, he affected that game Sunday. But I don't think that defense is very good. I mean, I, I could see Mahomes putting up points. The, the, the 49ers, it's, still, it's way different, Ross, than the last Super Bowl when they faced for the four years ago. This Niners team is all about their offense. Like, they, if they're going to win this, they they got to score 30 points. So I thought they had a downgrade from D'Amico Ryans to Steve Wilkes, a defensive coordinator, and – they're, they're in the bottom third of the league on third down. Their pass rush, I don't know what's happened. It's almost similar to the Eagles where it's like the guys have gotten worn down, but Chase Young has done almost nothing. And even Hargrave isn't doing what he was doing earlier in the year. Maybe they were giving him more snaps than he had to have in Philly. I don't know. but And, and you can run on them too. I mean, you can run the, – the, both the Packers and the Lions were running on them. It is unbelievable that they won both those games. Unbelievable. They're getting run on, and Purdy's playing terrible in the first half of both games, and they still win. Maybe that means they're a really good team. I don't know. Yeah, and they've been favoring every game this year, so that probably continues into the Super Bowl. Ross, always appreciate hopping on. We'll talk next week before the big game. Thank you, Ross. Have a great week. Have a good one, Absolutely. Mike. See you guys. There he goes. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. So Ross believes the Eagles are close. I believe they're close, too, man. I still believe that. They just need to get it done. You need to make some, some, some major moves in offseason. And, I, and I, what I mean by major moves is I'm going 
in the draft and get the play, players that I need. I'm probably not going to do too much for you. See, I, I, and listen, I understand that there's a monetary uh, thing that goes with this. I don't understand that part of it. I'm just telling you what I would do if I if I was the guy. How we make it happen? That's your job. Do your job. Get the players. Make the money work. That's it. I could already tell what we're going to be talking about a month from now. As, as Hugh, Hugh wants to go all young, wants to draft. I need, I need the Eagles I need to get some. Out there, yeah, man. I need some some stars on defense here in in free agency or trade. Pat Sertain, I don't know. Dave, <laughs> I, well, he's young too. Yeah, he's very young. Yeah. Xavier McKinney's a no, free I mean, agent I like, from like, Alabama I know, guy. I know that all of these fixes aren't going to be uh, able to be done with the financial situation that we have, you're going to have to go out and get some, or, or the, excuse me, the draft picks that we're going to have. You're going to have to go out and get some guys. But I'm willing to give these young corners a chance. Let's f- figure out they can't play at all. Yeah, I need something I can count on. I mean, young doesn't mean bum, though. Like, I think what Hugh's saying is he can get young guys that, you know, have a good chance of being see, good players. Sure. Yes, I look at it like this. But with Howie drafting, it's 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 more of a crap shoot. Oh. You see, so now oh, we're scared oh, about Howie's drafting. Howie, huh? Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm saying we can't. He can't be two time that Anti dude, man. Howie, yes, he did. He can't go out and draft well, nobody. But why was he two time that dude? Because of free agency and trades and, and fleecing people. I mean, we can all be re- Howie's track record is it's on the internet. Let I me mean, just go look it up. We Work just, on your blind spots, Howie. Yeah, it, and he, look, if they had a top ten pick, it'd be different. Howie's done very well with those picks. Jimmy's and Joes, man. Tw- Jimmy's and Joes. I know, but it's it's. Let's look at this past year. Do we know if any of the guys they drafted outside of Carter could play yet? I, Kelly Ringo, I'm willing to put money on that one. We don't know if he could play. I think he can play. I think the reality of Howie Roseman, the cycle of Howie Roseman is this. Now it's two times where he bet on the quarterback, and at least for the time being with Hurts, the next season the quarterback failed. He stunk. I mean, uh, Howie can only do so much when he has a certain amount of money. All the, the rosters that he built around Carson Wentz on the rookie deal, Jalen Hurts on the rookie deal, were because they were on a rookie deal. Totally. I mean, once you pay the quarterback, then it comes time for the yeah, quarterback to be the reason you win. I agree, but now— yeah, That money about to jump this year, it too. It puts more pressure on Howie. I'll just give you an example. Let's say you buy a really expensive house, and the mortgage is really above what you it, probably you probably can afford. You can't not put dinner on the table because you got to pay the mortgage. Like, we got to have— have a defense here. We can't just not have a defense. Like, well, Jalen Hurts makes a lot of money. Like, that's it's still on you to put the defense you out be, there. You better mold him because I, I look at it like this. I think with Coach Fangio being here and and what you uh, want him to be, he skews me to me more like he wants young guys because, like, to be honest, old cats they're setting their ways. They don't want to do certain things, you know. And and you're gonna need in order to implement the style of defense that you want to play. I think you're going to need more guys willing to do what you're asking them to do. Yeah, no, that helps if everyone buys in. All right, yeah. 215-592-949. Let's go back to the phone lines here. All things on the Eagles. Do you believe they're close to championship level as we have the Super Bowl top of mind there? And, yes, the Niners are the favorite in the game. They've been a favorite in every single game they've played this season. That sounds like it will last. Though I wonder if the game flips before we get – because last year almost flipped, didn't it? The Eagles were the favorite, but it moved very close to even yeah, by but- kickoff. I, I would have – you'd have to think that it flips toward the Chiefs. How can Patrick Mahomes be un, underdog? I know. I get it. But the, ni- <laughs> I just, the Niners were the one seed. The Niners, I, I, the Niners were the one seed and have been favored in every game. Like I, I, know, I know. Yeah. Look, I if you ask me, it's hard not to take Mahomes as a dog. I mean, it's just he keeps winning every single game. It's just you, I wouldn't bet against him. No. I mean, how could I you mean, at this I mean, we've point? seen – like, I've seen uh, Coach Shanahan on – Two occasions, potentially three, in big games, 
get bunghole-itis yeah. I wonder if in the Super Bowl. I do wonder if it's slipped now. His teams have had comebacks in back-to-back games. That never yeah, used to happen Yeah, but him. but he but they had the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes. Different. Yeah, it's a whole different game. And then getting over to the Eagles, the Eagles should have made a statement. When the things were hitting the fans and they had Jimmy Johnson get his Ring of Honor jacket, they should have fired Sirianni and brought him in in his blue jacket and stuck him right there on the sidelines and got things straightened out. Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, man. Make a statement statement in his blue jacket down there right on the Eagles sideline and say, we're here to play, boys. Could you imagine Howard Howard if Jimmy Johnson was back coaching the Eagles? I was going to say, what about Howard in the Cowboys starting back? Oh, that'd be wild, too. So I appreciate everything you guys got going on. Keep the faith, all right? You got it, Keith. Keith, appreciate the phone call. Keep the faith. I haven't heard that one. I mean, we've had a lot of this guy should coach the Eagles. I I didn't. That's our first Jimmy Johnson call, I believe. To coach the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully it's, it's the last Jimmy Johnson call. Are you out on Jimmy, or is it because he's like 80? Well, like both. He's a little older. How old is Jimmy? Jimmy's, a little older. Jimmy's an older well, man. He's be like as old as Jerry Jones at this point. Well, Jimmy stopped coaching in the late 90s. Oh. We're, we're, um, we always do this thing like how long is too long to be out of the game. Like Bill Cowher's name comes up every once in a while. He's been out for a while. Gruden was out for a while and came Gruden back. Out. I wonder, is there a cutoff? Like if you've been out this long, you're not allowed back in. Well, I, I think the game 30 is- years? I think the game has changed to the point where, like, say a guy like Belichick, there's a lot of controversy probably swirling around him. And the fact that he's, like, 70-something, that is probably, it's probably too old. Yeah, and for him, I don't think he could stay out 30 years and come back. Because they, you know. they pushed Pete Carroll out because he got old. So, yeah, I, don't yeah, think, I don't think it's about age with Pete Carroll. But that, it is. They pushed him out. No, I don't, but I don't think it is with him. Yeah, I, He pushed him out because they, they stopped winning playoff games. He got old though. He got. I think it was more old. Have you ever seen old. Pete Carroll? Yeah, dude, he is the, he is the least no, old he's, old guy he's ever. He's but then you know it's different from being spry on the sideline than being spry at the job. He's he unrelatable. I think, I think Pete Carroll's still relatable. Unrelatable. I think unrelatable. So no, I, I think, think Pete's still very relatable. relatable. I think he's a little bit unrelatable. I Belichick strikes me as, as unrelatable. Oh. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if. Um, so what's the difference? They're both unrelatable. No, no, I think Pete's just well, not good yeah. enough coach anymore. No, Pete Carroll seems way more approachable than Belichick does. And where, where's this narrative, which I find hilarious? I mean, and maybe he can't do it, but everybody's talking about Coach Belichick going to TV. Oh, I think he'll be great at it. To do what? To say what? Yeah, what is he going to say? Well, I watched him. He did a special with the uh, the Hall of Fame or the yeah, Top 100 top or whatever. 100 he was that really good. Let his, he, let his personality out was, a little bit. He was really good at it. We can talk football. Okay. I yeah. mean, he was, and he likes genius. it. He, he like, yeah, I get you. I yeah. get Okay, I can see that. But then it was just thinking because I, I think about Coach Belichick in those press conferences. Yeah. When press conference bill is different. Super dry. Well, you think about, uh, you know who else has been good at TV or whatever he does? He's on the McAfee show. Saban, right? Saban's kind of prickly. But he he's good on TV. I mean, I, there's something about if they are, it, it's almost like a student who's interested in a subject, they'll be good at it. But you mm-hmm. make them do a subject they don't care about, and they just they don't they don't apply themselves. No, I got you. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll watch Bill on TV if he does something. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We'll come back. Your phone call is coming up here. Do you believe the Eagles are close to championship level? Hugh does. I see a lot of a lot of work to do. I don't believe they're particularly close. A lot of work for Howie to do this offseason. Your reaction, all the Embiid stuff. Ramona Shelburne reported that he couldn't jump before the game on Saturday night. We have some shots fired at Hugh by his former coach later on. you got to hear this. And <laughs> some Reese Hoskins audio. He was introduced as a brewer. Just sounds weird to say. Reese introduced in Milwaukee. Oh. We'll let you hear what he had to say coming up. 215-592-9494. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 